Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Property. I'm Glenn James, and you're also joined by... John Pigeon. And this is an interesting one. We got a question from Marja in the Facebook group, and I love this question because it just lets us go down the rabbit warren, and it says, do I have to go with a lender my mortgage broker chooses if I find a more competitive lender online, can I easily give the broker the flick? And then it had like the monkey... With the hands over yep, the eyes. Yep. Now, we are talking about mortgage brokers. I guess at the outset, we are pro-mortgage brokers and we'll get into why we're pro-mortgage brokers and we could not do My Millennial Property without Wellman Finance. So, Sean and the team from Wellman Finance. So, if you do need a broker face-to-face in the Melbourne area yeah. or even if you want to jump on Skype or Zoom or whatever they're using in this era, mm. um, reach out to wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3 and have a chat with Sean. Yes. Now... Do you have any opening comments about that? Because I've got a heap of thoughts. Mm. So, what are your thoughts, John? <laughs> you, you always have a heap I know, of thoughts. And it's your podcast, so I'll open <laughs> no, the floor. No. no, it's ours. It's ours. Um, well, short answer is you've got to do what's best for you, right? Um, now, obviously, regardless of who's sponsoring the show and, and us being advocates for mortgage brokers, if, if it is a better rate, a better deal, then absolutely you've got to put it into the mix and, and seriously consider it. The question I would be asking or questions is uh, why is it better? So when we look at the fine print, is it overall a, a better outcome for you as a client? And if it is, I would be uh, yeah thinking seriously about choosing them. Yeah. I think I would like to say first and foremost, any of the kind of online lenders, and these are broad brushstrokes that can't apply to everyone's situation because everybody's situation is yeah. different, but as a really broad brushstroke, any rates you see advertised on TV, online, it's like, oh, how are they getting it so such a good rate where the big four banks can't do that? A lot of the times you have to have 20% deposit yes. or equity yeah, because how interest rates work are basically a reflection of risk. Yeah. So, the lower the rates would mean the bank's obviously taking less risk, which means they would want more skin in the game. So, first and foremost, you can't go shopping online just based on rate Yeah. because if that lender online says, oh, it's a you know half a percent cheaper than what my broker's told me, mm. it could be because you can't actually get that product. No, yeah, that exactly right, and that because of your personal situation. Yeah. So, furthermore, to to my original point was you've got to dig down the rabbit hole to make sure that it actually is going to work for you. Um, your servicing is a big one. So, mm. is it does it suit a certain person? 
Uh, can I not use them because my income is not high enough, for example? So that's the work that the mortgage broker's done behind the scenes that you don't see as a client mm. to, to shortlist those three or four lenders. Now, if they're simply saying this is the only lender that'll work for you, well, I'd be asking the question, why? Why, yes. why is there only one out there across 87 lenders? The, the one thing I would say with that also is when we put applications into lenders, that is now on our credit history. So if we put one into this online uh, better option out there potentially, that's a credit hit. Mm. If they knock us back, it's yeah. an inquiry. Yeah. If, if they knock us back and then we go back to our broker with the, our tails between our legs, that's going to affect our situation going forward. Yeah, and I think that's most important like – you just can't go applying everywhere based on some headline rate because yeah. you just might get knocked back and it might be not advantageous for your situation. The devil's in the detail. Yeah, and a, and a couple of things. Just for me, it's a two-edged sword. So the first edge of the sword, I'll talk about the consumer side and the second edge of the sword, I want to talk about the mortgage broker side and the way they operate their business, okay? Now... All the mortgage brokers that we've got in our world that we help people with and particularly Welly in Melbourne who does a lot of our face-to-face in Melbourne, they'll often have a chat with you, let you know which way the wind's blowing and all that. Now, I think as a human nature point of view, again, if we're looking at both ends of the stick, if the mortgage broker, if you had a complex case and the mortgage broker put hours and hours and hours of work in and then they said, yeah, we, you know, we're going with this one. Number one, as a consumer, that mortgage broker has just done all that work from you. And if you then go, all right, stuff you on going online, you've just got to be aware that they've basically worked for free, which is sure that's part of their business model. But on the other side of the coin, the mortgage broker business model, is it a fact that if it is looking complex and do you do a $200, $500 commitment fee? Mm. um, I don't know. I'm just looking at both ends of the spectrum. Which, Which some brokers are now doing which uh, take it or leave I, I don't know whether it's a good thing or not but to your point I, I think I would it's about having the right team of people in your corner so if a mortgage broker has presented three or four options and you can find a better one than those three or four options when we've dug deep and and explored the whole situation, our servicing, our deposits, our income, the industry that we're working in, dependents, no dependents, um, uh, all of the indicators that we need to look at and we've still got a better product than the broker, then in my mind, that's the broker's fault. And that goes back to that two-edged sword. The broker actually has to be like, without getting the nose out of joint, like, oh, no, no. I was like, well, you know what? That is in your best interest. Yeah. And I believe coming out of the Royal Commission, uh, like financial advisors by law, have they've got a best interests duty uh, that they have to buy, which is wild. (laughs) But anyway, um, the brokers will have to do the same. Yeah. And I think it's going back to that educational piece yeah and if you are engaging in a mortgage broker you know welly who sponsors this podcast he'll give people three options yeah and tell them why yeah, that's right you know this lender that lender whatever yeah i think there's and there's just on this whole mortgage broker thing i like the fact that the mortgage broker does all the applications on my behalf yeah and there's a common misconception out there that i can get a rate cheaper online 
than with a mortgage broker and that's not the case. No. I'll give you an example. An online bank such as ING, they've got an online rate. You can go direct to them yeah, or you can go to ING through your mortgage broker and it'll be the same rate. Yeah. But instead of ING paying their admin team on site to do all their work, yeah. they just pay the mortgage broker. Yeah, so, it's, right. it's part of their distribution model. I think my personal, I guess, view of the whole mortgage broker online thing, I think at the first stop, you probably best serve to go to a good mortgage broker just to at least lick your finger, put your, you know, wave your hand in the air just to see which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, I have a, a lot of clients that do go direct to their bank first as a general inquiry and say, well, what could I potentially borrow with my situation? I already bank with you. You know what my situation is, etc." cetera. Um, and they'll give you a figure. I think that's not a bad starting point. You just don't want them to apply. Um, no, that's and that's what I stress back to is don't apply. You've just got a starting point. Um, if you can't be bothered doing that, then go straight to the broker. But then you've got a bit of a, a line in the sand to then take to your mortgage broker and, and see what the options are. Um, again, a lot of my clients have got multiple properties and their situation is a bit more complicated. So they might be self-employed. They might have two or three properties. They might have dependents. Now, that is strategic mortgage broking 101 because mm. they need to look at a whole range of lenders who cater for all those variables, right? Then, And if they've got loans with other banks, there might be some honeymoon rates out there that look really attractive, mm. but it just doesn't apply to that individual person. I think as well going online direct, like if you if you had a, a bread and butter home mortgage your house house was worth five hundred grand. You had three hundred grand mortgage, so there was you know well into the yeah twenty uh, percent of meat, and you were employees. You know if yourself and your spouse were employees, mm. sure, jump online, best home loan, like whatever, because yeah. you might well be able to do it yourself. But you just got to remember, you've got to be happy to do the paperwork yourself, and and not knowing what else is out there i mean there are con- comparison websites but yeah a lot of it is uh when you but those comparison websites they get a fee anyway they do but and also From the bank like they're buying a lead yeah correct but when you open up the the front cover you can find a lot of other things that okay this now doesn't apply to me i've wasted all this time so mm. that that's i've i've always took some comfort in using a mortgage broker because they can uncover all those because they're dealing with it every day. They know that this bank will apply to me. This one won't. Yeah. And it's, it was funny this week, like literally three days ago, I think it was my friend called me Callum and I'm going to get them on the podcast to share their story about their strategy. I won't share it now, but it's like, you're my friend. You get what I do and I've told you for years and blah, blah, blah. And he calls me, oh, we, we want to buy a property. I've got an appointment with the bank tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, stop, one set. And he's in Melbourne. So, we said, call off the dogs. And I said, you need to chat with John. Like, next minute, John calls me while I'm on the phone to Callum. I'm like, oh, hang on a sec. Patch it in, three-way call. And we did a little powwow. But then, <laughs> just as a testimony to Welly, um, Cal wrote back, spoke to Sean, wheels were in motion, uh, he was great. Yeah. So, again, sure, If by default, if you go and go to the branch or online, 
you just want to look at servicing, not an actual application because if it fails or if there's a hiccup, you don't want your credit to be dinged. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've, um, I've got a few clients that work as lenders within a financial institution mm. and their knowledge of general investing is very low. Yeah. No disrespect to them and they know that. Yeah. That's why they've come to me. But so they don't really get to understand someone's situation, how that applies in the in the property lending world. Um, they just know their product inside and out, which is a bit of a concern. Um, yeah. And, and the problem is like if I'm just reading to like the question, do I have to go with a lender my mortgage broker chooses? Okay. So on that... The mortgage broker's aggregator who basically licenses them and, you know, collects the money and basically their back-end thing, I'm butchering it, but whatever, they might only have a panel of six lenders that yeah. they're comfortable with that know they've got quality products. Now, there are times where if you said to the broker, oh, can you look into this lender here that's not on your panel, there are exceptions and depending on their aggregator, they might be able to still do it on your behalf. Yes. But to the point... No, you don't have to go with a, like, <laughs> to the very point, no, you don't have to go no. with a lender that your broker chooses. No. Now, the next thing, if I find a more competitive online lender, it goes back to the online lenders. We know it's fact that they don't have as many flexible products. Yeah. They might not be able to have an offset account with multiple accounts. Mm. But again, remember, the online stuff are mainly hunting for the 80% loans. Yeah. And I'm not a mortgage broker. No, you're not, but no. you've, uh, you've lived life. I've lived and I've learned, John. <laughs> you have. So, further to your point about the mortgage broker and what they're doing, um, when the question's raised, do I need to go with the mortgage broker recommendation? In my mind, they shouldn't necessarily be choosing that particular lender. I was actually going to say that. It should be an educational thing. Yeah. So, okay, Glenn, here's three lenders that are going to work for you with their servicing and their rates and their fees and the offset account and everything else, blah, blah, blah. Now, which one looks the most appealing to you, right? Out of the three, whichever one you go with will probably will work for you because I've shortlisted now you choose one. Mm. So that that's probably more But I'm the type of person to be like, oh, what would you choose? <laughs> yeah. And then and, and then why? the broker but, might say, Well, okay, well, like A and Z, you're already with them. Okay, yeah. let's do that. Um, or even deeper again is at the moment, um, shout out to A and Z, their turnaround times are crappy. Yeah. So you're going to wait an extra four, six weeks turnaround because of uh, that particular lender at this time. Mm. So that maybe puts them third in line to the other two. And another important thing with the quote unquote online lenders, they might not be as flexible with your strategy. So we talked mm. about um, different products. It could be that to get that rate that you saw online, it has to be principal and interest. Yeah. Yeah, where you might just right. want to do an interest only for 12 months for whatever reason. So Yeah. It's like when you see a, a new car in the in the paper or somewhere and you say, well, from $300 a week. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, weirdly, with the cars, they can't av- they've got to advertise the driveway price. Yeah. But anyway. So, I think again, absolutely 
what the question Amaja she's asked is she can go to an online lender. She can give the mortgage broker the flick. But I think from a human point, I would be having a discussion with the mortgage broker mm. and my and just be transparent and say, hey, I've seen this online. Mm. Can you actually just do a comparison for me? Yeah. And just let me know. Now, what happens after that question is going to really... That's right. <laughs> but it goes back to like, if this broker spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours mm. and they have a high level of touch and service and all that and haven't charge the commitment fee or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It just it flicks back to how you're running your business. True. So yeah. it is this dance yeah. between but if the broker gets their nose out of joint and, you know, uh, goes off the rail, yeah. well, we probably don't want them in our life much anyway. No. But again, we don't know the situation. Yeah. No, nah, look, generally speaking, yeah, you've just got to ask some really good questions, but don't be afraid to put one out to the broker if, mm. if they want. And to. I mean, it's such a great discussion. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. I mean, my mate Tim, he's, um, for example, with ING for his mortgage, he's only dealt with them direct. Yeah. And it's been fine for him. Yeah. But again, we know that he's got meat in the property. We know there's two PAYGs. Yes. Really straightforward. straightforward, simple and easy. Yeah. I personally would rather get someone else to fill out my application for me and actually give me some options. Yeah. But it's it's just a, it's also a personality play as well. It's yeah. like do you want to do it yourself? Yeah, but does Tim know if there was a better product out there? Pro- uh, I'd have no idea. Yeah. I, I have no idea. He probably does have a bit of a look around. Yeah. Um, and, and the long and short of it is you should be reviewing it every six definitely 12 months anyway so once you've got that loan it probably doesn't mean that you're going to be with that lender for life so mm. don't think that you're going to be i in 10 years time i've, I've still got this nice lender that i have a co- yeah. cup of coffee with but again we are pro mortgage brokers mm. but also if you don't want to have a mortgage broker it's also all good yeah but we've just seen from our personal situations in our i guess business life dealing with multiple 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 clients yes Go out on a limb, nine and a half times out of 10, the broker has got a better outcome for the strategy. Yeah, Because totally. the strategy is driving the ship, not yeah. the actual rack rate. Yeah, that's right. And and it's interesting over times how things have changed, isn't it? Mm. Like if I'm sitting around the table as a as a 12-year-old growing up, mortgage broker, never heard of them. Mm. Uh, mum and dad, local bank, loyal, cup of coffee, first name basis. Now mm. it's very different world. Totally. All right, guys. Thank you. And thank you to Wellman Finance for supporting the show. And thank you to the <laughs> online brokers for supporting the show. That's right. Thank you to <laughs> well, everyone. They're not even online brokers, but online Just thank leaders. you anyway. But thank you, everyone. Lots of love. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Bye. Special thanks to Wellman Finance, our podcast partner. Sean Wellman and his team are available to coach you through your property journey, even if it's your first time. With expertise in investment and home loans, they're in your corner providing education and support as you take each step. For more info, check out wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. If you want to really turn up your property, education and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers whether for their home to live in 
or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor, this online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals.